Hello and welcome to Chris Talks Music, I'm your host Chris Hallam and in today's episode we'll be speaking to the hotly tipped Manchester band The Goa Express ahead of their show in Sheffield on the May the 16th before they return back in July for Tramlines. Steve Lamack is currently playing them to death on Six Music and Mark Gardner of Ride was so taken with the demos he's produced and mixed some of their upcoming songs. But before we get into our conversation with the guys, we're going to start with the song Everybody in the UK. Give it a listen. Hope you enjoy it. And this is The Goa Express. Gents, pretty well. Um, so, you guys are the Goa Express. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Us three and two other people who we don't have on at the moment. Yeah, no worries. So, tell us a bit about yourselves. What kind of music do you do? Where are you from? Uh, do you want to take it question by question, boys? <laughs> so it's fairly orderly. Yeah, yeah. If you want, sound. Um, all right, so. I guess we started playing when we were like uh, maybe like 15 or 16 or something. At the time, we are listening to like, you know, sort of as much as we possibly could find. And then we started knocking around at Joey's dad's garage because there was, that was a few amplifiers there and a few guitars. And I guess what we sort of play at the moment is, I guess it's sort of a mix between sort of 60s stuff and 90s stuff. It's a little bit poppy, but it's not like we try and make stuff quite catchy. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with pop, really, is there? I mean, you kind of have the negative connotations around it, but I think you do want your music to be popular, ultimately, don't you? 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, if it's catching sticks in our heads, then the idea is that if it sticks in, you know, it should ideally stick in other people's heads. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> we'll go back to the drawing board, haven't we? Um, <laughs> so you've been together about what five, six years now, is it? Or is it longer than that? Probably longer. Than that. Yeah, yeah. We've known yeah, each we've other. been we've been playing. <laughs> playing properly for about five six years doing gigs and stuff but we've there's probably been a couple years before that in dark rooms practicing trying to make songs and then we've all we all went to school together so we've been knocking about nearly is it 15 years or something like that so yeah long long we've known each other for quite a while yeah um yeah yeah i don't know man we've been playing we've been playing live for like six years or something like that but we were sort of mucking around together for a while beforehand yeah, sound that's good. That's good. Yep. And um, obviously, you've um, you've had a bit of an impact over the last couple of years with everything that's been going on, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, things were all, yeah, things were all sort of lined up nicely for us before we had that break and sort of the way things were supposed to go for like a couple of years. But I mean, we get asked this all the time, and people like, I mean, the obvious answer is yeah, it sucked. But I mean, everyone can say that. Um, we just, yeah. you know, had a nice rehearsal room and just sort of spent our time there and tried to make it as much fun as possible. And I think we succeeded in doing that, to be fair. Oh, good, yeah. good. It allowed us to work on songs more and have more time, time to work on the songs as well, which was nice. The, like the silver lining of it all. But yeah, it was good. It was all right. Yeah. Did you um, find the time pretty decent to have like a I guess a bit of a downtime from everything else anyway I found the first lockdown like to just be like just like a mega chill period and I, I yeah. kind of um, obviously it was scary I guess if you're following the news and all of that kind of stuff yeah. but it's just nice to just step off the accelerator for a little while and just I agree it was appreciate it was stuff. yeah it was nice at the start and then we started like kind of we started just doing sort of these like room gigs in the room because we wanted something to do but we had that period where it was nice and we had all the, all the time to rehearse and write new stuff and work on stuff and then towards the end we just started putting our own gigs on in the room which was oh. nice i both of it yeah what is it, putting room. gigs on in the room is in what like live streaming them no nah, just kidding, <laughs> man, kidding, <man. laughs> oh right oh sound i'll see what this is like when it was com- this is like when it was coming to the end of the uh lockdown though it yeah, wasn't yeah. like yeah. It wasn't in full. It wasn't in full flight of COVID, like the COVID situation. Yeah. But, I don't yeah. think we would. We're not that irresponsible. Yeah. yeah, we are that irresponsible, and it was absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, it, I don't think it can be worse. What's going been going on at Parliament anyway? So I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah exactly. But um, it was yeah. The, night, the first bit was all right, and then. And then, yeah, it got a bit boring, so we decided to do something about it and invite our friends down. I mean, everyone else was looking for somewhere to go and loiter, so we just provided the space for people to go and loiter. Oh, it's nice. It's nice to... Um, how how was the reception to the new music you'd been creating? Good. Yeah. It has to yeah, be yeah. We, we, I, mean, yeah we, um, I mean, we we went on tour with Shame, and that, I mean, I guess... That was like our last proper tour and stint, and even that feels like a long time ago. And since then, like you know, the set's predominantly like half new, like six, seven tracks are all new. So that'll be fun to go and test them out on the road. Well, in a week, I think we're on tour next week. Yeah, yeah. you'll be in Sheffield as well later on this month as well, won't you? 
Um, 16th, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 16th. Um, and then you're going to be back in Sheffield as well at Tramlines in July. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was... Nah, what's it like? I went there last year. Do you know, I'm weirdly, I'm from Sheffield. And it was the first ever time I went last year. And um, it was good. It was it was like, it was one of those like test festivals, you know, them yeah. government program ones whereby everyone has to do like lateral flows before coming on site every day and stuff like that. And it was, it was just really nice to just see so many people in one place enjoying mm. themselves and um yeah yeah and then music I mean, cherry on the cake yeah who did, who did yeah, you yeah, who was... did you most enjoy seeing when you were there last year can you remember yeah yeah there was there was there was a bunch of folks actually um i thought like i mean dizzy rascal he was he, he was just on form as per usual but i mean obviously he's got himself into a few legal issues since so <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's cancelled or not or anything. Um, I haven't really kept abreast of his situation. But then the streets were on as well, and the streets were fantastic. So were the Sherlock's as well. But like, um, was yeah, that, was that tramline? Yeah, Izzy Rascal in the streets. That's both pretty big names, don't? Yeah, he had Little Sims as well. She was pretty hell. amazing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realise it was that big. I'm, like, I'm gonna have a quick look at. Forty thousand people. They always go to it, and they've always said it's good. Like, got. Our mates from Sheffield, they played it and stuff, and yeah, they love it. Yeah, it, it it only started out small, and then it moved out to a place called Hillsborough Park, next to Sheffield Wednesday's ground, and it's um, yeah, it's good. It's a really good crack. It's it's yeah. packed, and it's just like a just a really nice three day festival. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah looking, looking forward to it. It's wicked, man. We are we went to. We played loads last summer, and that was like, yeah, definitely like the highlight of the year. Nice. And then you've just released that new song, haven't you? Is it everybody in the UK? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That came out like two months, two months ago, two months ago. And how's that gone down? Yeah, it's gone down all right, man. I mean, it's, we still think it sounds pretty good. I mean, it could have. We'll see when we go play it live and things like that. We'll see how it goes down, but. Uh, didn't do as well as some of the other tracks on the radios and stuff, but you know, you win some, you lose some. I mean, the track still holds up well enough. So, yeah, yeah, we all we all enjoy it. So, it might pick up more towards the summer though. That kind of song, do you know, because of I guess the themes that it's about and what you're trying to do with it as well. And it's kind of you gone. To yeah, the exactly. Festival things thing. just catch on at weird times, don't they? Yeah, they do. And I think, um, and that's the thing. It's it is about like togetherness, isn't it? It is about like pulling together and stuff like that and mm-hmm. um, I just think loads of people are just annoyed and angry about a bunch of stuff at the minute and I think as we get more into the nicer weather hopefully people can kind of chill out and that song will resonate with them but yeah, yeah. I like it well hopefully <laughs> British people are always annoyed and angry about something though do you know what I mean yeah. so hopefully that uh, that prerogative shifts a little bit well hopefully hopefully yeah. <laughs> you've got to bring that positive noise for us then haven't you so what um what else can we expect from you guys then? Um, I mean, musically and then performance-wise, you're on a, a fairly extensive tour this month, aren't you? And in June as well. Um, so you mentioned a film because we're doing. We've got some parties from film. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that will come out. That's quite a big deal. We can't shed too much light or information on it, but we're, we'll all be in it, and it'll be on Netflix and all that sort of stuff. Um, 
so that will hopefully let me see what Bertie said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm before, I, before I drop us all in it. <laughs> well, you could say it's an un- as yet unannounced secret project. I think we can say happens. what it, we can say what it is. It's called it's called the Bank of Dave. I think is it called the Bank of Dave, boys, or is it Bank on? Oh, yeah, it's Bank of Dave. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a film film about Burnley, really, and that's where we're from. And they're looking for a band from Burnley. So we kind of fit fit the description, so that's how we ended up being able to get on it. So it was good. There's a massive shortage of bands in Burnley, so they came to us. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you feel? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. So that, that'll be good. And then there's certain things in there that I think will propel certain things into the limelight a little bit more. So that's exciting. We recorded for like two days over the last couple of months and met some um, met some fairly famous people and some interesting people. So that'll be good. And then, yeah, we got the tour, which starts on the te- the 11th or something. So, yeah, literally, like, I don't know, I'll start, like, a week yesterday or something. So that'll be fun. We'll try and get through to the end of it. Nice. And then, yeah. musically, what's next? What, what can we expect to see from you guys? Obviously, we want to be... We want to be in the studio recording all these new tracks. It's just uh, a question of getting the money to do it at the moment. Yeah. Which is because uh, yeah, we want to, we want people I mean, to know what we've been working on and stuff like that. So when we get some money, we'll get in the studio, record it, and then let people hear it. We're super busy at the moment though, as well. I mean, it's, we're hardly going to find a space free in May. We've got about what we got about two days off the entirety of the month. So I mean, I don't know how we're going to record a track. Maybe one on the third and one on the twenty eighth. It just ain't feasible. It ain't going to work. So we'll get through May, play our tracks to everyone to hear live, and then I w- I would imagine after May, then we'll go and head some time into the studio. But we're keeping our options open in terms of who we might record with next, who's worked well in the past. Because look, we did two tracks in Sheffield. I think the the not the last release, but the two releases before were done with Ross Orton and also Nathan Saudi um, so we've spent some time in Sheffield recording but we need to just keep plugging away there's a few options available to record with but we can't do it in May because obviously there's no time so once we get off the tour I think the first thing will be to maybe go in the studio record put a new single out and put it out just prior to all the festivals yeah cool now that'll be good has um, what's been going on, I guess, over the course of the last couple of years, heavily influenced the music that you are making? Um, in terms of the in terms of COVID and the lockdown. Um, I guess that. I guess um, I guess the wider world as well. I mean, you've obviously got whatever the government's up to, but then you've got things like what's happening in Ukraine, um, the Middle East, uh... whatever. Does that kind of stuff seep into your music, or is it what what kind of approach do you? kind of i guess yeah I don't, I don't think yeah I, don't, I, I think we try and stay away from worldly matters and sort of keep it very sort of focused around our world and our sort of you know our sort of circle um as we said as you mentioned earlier there's a lot of angry people complaining about things all the time and you know it's too easy to do that um it ain't hard to complain about the government or the situation in ukraine and we all know it's not great but personally i think we want to stray away from that agenda and make sort of music that's sort of a bit more enjoyable and a le- you know basically less angsty 
Yeah, well, I think I think the reason why we why we all choose to make music is because we like to spend time together and forget about all them things when we're in the room making the music. So if we can create an escape for other people while they listen to our music, then that's probably what what I think is a good a good good fit rather than just relaying all the information back to people. Yeah, true. That's a good point. Um, it's more for people to forget about all the shit that's going on in the world rather than for us to focus in on it with like a camera lens. So you call it like a kind of psych pop escapism then? Yeah, that's quite a nice little way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll have to round that one down. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> it's quite good, yeah. I'll, I'll rent it you out for a week. I'll pay to <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can um, You can borrow it. Uh, but like, yeah, I think, I think after all the other noise, we'll call it noise, yeah? Um, yeah. I do think we do need a bit of um, casual and joyful escapism and different stories from whatever else is going on. Um, it's just much nicer sometimes. I know, I think, I, think the, I think the dynamic and the soundscape, which, as it always does every five, six, seven, eight years, it always shifts and the landscape changes. And I mean, I think we've all been... Yeah, as you said, there's been a lot of noise for the past five, six years, and I think it's about time that maybe shifted a little and allowed some nice sounds to filter through. How did you find the experience of um, growing up in Burnley as a band? <laughs> Sam and Nam can answer this. They'll be, they'll be better equipped than me. It was literally nothing, to be honest. So we just that's why we pretty much started a band because we wanted to fucking do our own thing. Mm. Yeah. It's it's a shit all to be honest. <laughs> yeah, there's limited opportunities to do anything. Yeah, there's good there's good parts and there's bad parts, but the reason, yeah, like Nayam said, the reason why we started the band was to just do something and focus that focus our attention on something, and uh, it worked out half decent to this point. So basically, we can't, you know- we can't not burn me too much. That's where we started. The first gig we did was like above this uh, vintage shop. This guy we used to see in our college breaks, Wayne. And we started like, we were just like, oh, can we put um, like a gig on the top of your room? And he were like, yeah. And that was proper fun, to be fair, because we just got all our mates and everyone who wanted to come. And we just played like our first gig in this like, this weird vintage shop. And it was pretty sick. So stuff like yeah. that. They were they were worried that the uh, the floor were gonna break through at one point as well because people yeah. were jumping up and down. So they, had, they came. They told us after they were like running downstairs trying to make sure that all the stuff in the shop wouldn't get like damaged or anything. Wayne were proper yeah, you, <laughs> you sort of know there's nothing to do when your only alternative is to start a band. So that basically happened, and then. Because also everyone else growing up in Burnley didn't have anything to do either. When we started putting these shows on at people's shops and friends' houses and friends' garages, it allowed other people to come and hang out and also have something to do because they didn't have anything to do either. And then I guess that's probably the basis of where this band started from was like, shit, we've got nothing to do. No one else has anything to do. So if no one else is going to throw something, we might as well do it. And then that ball started rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling. And it's probably the reason we've ended up here now. That mentality's not really shifted. We wanted to do stuff that was fun. We realised that other people wanted to do stuff that was fun. And it was like, well, if they're not going to do it, we'll do it. And now we're here. Nice. 
So you've been on quite the little journey then. So other than the vintage shop, where is the strangest location that you've gigged? Prince Garage was pretty funny. Yeah, Prince yeah. Garage was funny. There was a fe- there was a festival in Masterix that we played not too long ago. I don't think think of last year. It was called Wanderlust Festival, and it, we like we we had to drive over there, and then we, it was like in the middle of nowhere. And the idea for the festival was there was two venues, and it was like a hiking festival. So people oh, would hike sorry. hike like two miles in between two, these two venues to go see sets. So it was just full of these like Dutch. Dutch people in like hiking boots and stuff like that. So that was a bit of a, a strange experience, but they're all lovely people that we met there. It was good. Joey, Joey, um, called out the back crowd. in uh, Burnley. Uh, we played, uh, we played above Matty's factory, didn't we? We played in like a steelworks mill upstairs in that like years ago. Um, we just started, we were just like, oh shit, this is massive room here. What can we do with it? Let's throw a show. So downstairs is like loads of equipment, loads of metal cutting machines, loads of sort of massively expensive sort of workmanship tools. And upstairs, it was just us with like one pedal and a guitar playing a fucking show. <laughs> That's cool. Where else, like, what's on your wish list for performing at? It could be a random location. It could be a venue. but. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that's my dog. I'm not too sure, really. I'd like to play maybe on a, you know, like on a boat. Not, I don't have any specific boat in mind, but I quite like the idea of like being on the water and traveling around on a boat, like sort of like a wedding band almost, but obviously not a wedding band. <laughs> That'd be quite funny. Imagine that just sailing. That's in Ten past. years, and we've got nothing else. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, it'd be, yeah, it'd be pretty. Um, <laughs> it'd be a decent yeah, laugh. Yeah. Maybe like one cruise ship. Would be, yeah, make your way down the Thames or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd make a, a great music. It would actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, I know that you guys have been like mates for years and years and years and stuff um, since school, and obviously you didn't have anything else to do, so you decided to pick up instruments. Have there been loads of yeah. bust-ups along the way and then falling outs? A few when we were younger. Not that many now, surprisingly. Um, me and Naomi nearly had a big fight once in Weatherspoons after, like, the third festival come down. Yeah. <laughs> As expected. Um, um, and then me and my brother have occasional tips. Yeah. Everyone's got better yeah. with it. There's boundaries and everyone... It's true, like everyone's sound. But when we were younger, I reckon, yeah, it's teenage fucking shit. Yeah, everyone yeah, knows how to push the buttons, but everyone knows what those buttons are now. So you just you don't don't push them anymore, do you? So it's getting a bit <laughs> wiser as well, isn't it? Yeah, the only yeah. time it occasionally kicks off is under the influence, as you as you'd imagine, other things like yeah. you know when everyone's fairly sober-minded, everyone knows each other's boundaries, but certain things tip you over the edge a little bit. So everyone knows where they're at these days, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, and it's, it kind of shows a bit of a growth, doesn't it? Not just as individuals, but as a collective as well. Because yeah, exactly. Of, you understand a lot more about each other. I've been speaking to quite a few bands that have been together for quite a while. Like the Hollies, who've been together since like the sixties, and it's it was just amazing because they just intricately know each other so much that they can 
kind of work away from each other for so long, come back and sit in the same room, bash out a bunch of music, and it's like pretty much done almost first take because they just have this almost like innate understanding of how other people work within the the little. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean we yeah I mean we've spent so much time together from like the age of like thirteen to. Well, now we're all like 24, so we're, it's coming up to like, you know, 10 years. So you get to know people pretty well after 10 years, that's all I can say. Yeah, definitely. Have you gigged in Sheffield before? Mm. Yeah, we have. We played that massive venue, didn't we? We supported someone. Which one? Oh, we supported the BMAs. Oh, where at? Uh, at? The O2. O2, I think. O2 Academy. Yeah, yeah, O2 no, Academy, it's yeah. In the old Roxy, yeah. That's... It's a nice little place that I went there recently to see Wolf Alice. That's it. Oh, it's a good venue. It's it's quite nice actually because in some O2 academies the sound can be pretty bad, and yeah. um, I've noticed that when I've been to different ones across the country. Whereas that one in Sheffield wasn't too, isn't too bad actually. The the yeah. Brixton one was the worst one I went to. So um, you you're quite familiar with the city then. You've had a a little run around. While you've been yeah. here, at any chance? Yeah. We had a few nights in Sheffield when we recorded with Ross Orton and Nathan. Right? We had um, after we recorded the songs, we had a bit of a night, which was pretty funny. A bit of a night. <laughs> we'll not go into detail. Like, we, we went to a boozer with Ross Orton. To be fair, I can't remember what it was called, but it was pretty sick. Do you remember that? Yeah, we threw Joe in the boot, didn't we? As well, because we couldn't yeah. get there with all them in the car. Yeah, that was pretty sick. <laughs> So it seems like you're managing to find a way to have fun in, in spite of all the, um, I guess, the struggles that you must have been going through recently, what with um, not being able to gig and get money in in the same way. So I wish you all the best with it, man. But you'll be here on 16 for Sydney and Matilda. Yeah. It's a nice little place, that. Will you be downstairs then, I take it? You will be, won't you? Mm. Not too sure. Not too sure. I've heard good things about the venue, though, so I'm looking forward to it. It's a, it's like a small venue, but it's like good in a in a in yeah. a really good way. It's it's just yeah, it's just a really nice chill vibe there. I've been there for a few gigs this year, um. So yeah, that'll be good, and um, then we'll see you again at Tramlines later on this year. But thanks for your time, gents. Yeah, no, nice very well. Appreciate it. And um, nice talking to you. Yeah, man, and please do keep on sending me the music over. I enjoyed that one. I'd like to. Yeah, we will. All right, but you take care, right, guys. Cool. Thank well, you thank so much, much for your time. See you later. In a bit. See you I'll later. Go in a bit. Bye. Nice one. I'd like to thank the Goer Express for taking out the time to talk to me about music, about life, about their inspirations, about their upbringing, all sorts of things, really. They're not only a really lovely bunch of guys who are just great at talking about whatever, but are really talented as well and I'm really looking forward to see what comes next from these guys but before we go I'd like to thank them once again for their time you can see them at Sydney Matilda on Monday the 16th of May and if you're fortunate enough to have got tickets for tramlines you'll be able to see them in July as well do go and see them but before we go we're going to play the song everybody in the UK in full do enjoy I'll catch you next time Take care now.